Hello, everyone, and welcome to Opportunities, EU Industry Day's podcast, presenting trends and challenges, but also different opportunities that the industrial transformation brings for European companies. In this episode, we focus on the importance of industrial alliances and clusters and ask our guests how these two specific cooperation tools help to achieve European policy goals while bringing opportunities for participating companies at the same time. Now, we're privileged to be speaking with Antonio Novo. Hi, Chris. My pleasure to be here with you. President of the European Clusters Alliance. The European Cluster Alliance, which I represent, is the pan-European federation of uh, clusters. Bianca Dragomir, CEO of Clean Tech Cluster Valencia. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to share this space and time with you today. Um, I'm a cluster leader. I run the Clean Tech Cluster uh, in Valencia. And this is a, a network that encompasses about 300 public and private stakeholders in the clean tech industry. Uh, the businesses um, within the cluster are about 160 and they uh, have an annual turnover of 3 billion euros and encompass about 6,000 green jobs. And I also lead the Clusters of Change movement, which is a movement to inspire a new generation of cluster leaders across Europe and beyond. Uh, cluster leaders that are open, bold, innovation-driven and purpose-powered. Virginia Janssen's Managing Director of Plastics Europe, one of the organizations behind the Circular Plastics Alliance. Thank you. Well, first of all, thank you for the opportunity to be contributing to this uh, podcast today. I think it's a very important topic. So my name is Virginia Janssen's. I'm the Managing Director of Plastics Europe, based in Brussels. And we are the Pan-European or Association of Plastics Manufacturers, and we represent about 90% of polymer production across Europe. And Willem Hoseman from CEFIC, the European Chemical Industry Council, involved in the work of the European Clean Hydrogen Alliance. Yes, hello everybody. My name is Willem Hausman. CEFIC is the European Chemical Industry Council and is the voice of large, medium and small chemical companies across Europe, which provide 1.2 million jobs and account for about 17% of world chemicals production. All right, thank you very much for that. Well, it really is a competitive world out there and, and industrial alliances, clusters and business networks can help Europe become more resilient, globally competitive and to master the twin transition, green and digital. So where do we go to from here? Who are the champions? How can SMEs tap into the power of clustering and alliances? Is there a better, more strategic way to organize such collaborations? So first things first, what does the title Let's All Cluster, or for your purposes, Alliance Together, or at least the idea behind this module, and what, is, what does it mean to you and your sector? Yeah, it is an essential title. I think it's it's spot on. So for, for us as, as an industry association, for Plastics Europe in particular, uh, clusters and, and forming alliances with our value chain partners, with civil society, with governance, uh, are indeed a precondition for our industry to tra transition into not only resilient and, and competitive, of course, long-term solutions, but to really transition in, in, into the circular economy objectives. And we will, we will only be successful if, if our partners are also successful. Bianca, what do you think about that? I love it. Uh, it's actually sending me to the idea that 
Clustering is a must, and especially nowadays in the times that we are living. And indeed, uh, nowadays we are uh, seeing that the world is grappling with an unprecedented rate of change. And if we look at Europe, actually, uh, we are in a race around the clock to catch up with the pandemic, to catch up with the climate targets, so on and so forth. So if we don't want that Europe's main weakness be called delay, we definitely need to elevate our impact. And that means skid, speed and scale. Um, and it's only through coming together, to joining forces, to actually creating a movement of many businesses, government, the investment side, the research side, that we can orchestrate real impact on the ground. Anything to add, Willem? Well, for our sector, I mean, we're currently in a transition from mature, linear, fossil-based processes to new sustainable solutions. And many of these new solutions are not scaled up yet and not economically viable yet. So new technologies and processes need to be developed and implemented and new business models come to play. And that only works if there is an increased amount of collaboration throughout the value chain and across sectors and alliances can enable that. Clustering is key and we need to unlock the power of clustering uh, and clusters, the 3000 clusters that we have across Europe um, offer the opportunity to collaborate meaningfully across Europe, interconnecting ecosystems on what matters for Europe so that Europe can lead globally on these big challenges. So would you say that that's why the EU supports clusters? Uh, e the EU supports clusters mainly because uh, they uh, are vital to the SME's competitiveness. And most of the businesses in Europe are uh, SMEs. Is that also a way to look at industrial alliances? Before you run, you have to learn how to walk. And uh, scaling up basically starts with uh, small projects that then get bigger and bigger. And why, by doing so, by implementing them, you learn. Uh, at the same time, you of course, you develop further your technologies, you, you optimize them, uh, you standardize them, uh, and that drives the cost down. And when you drive the cost down, that automatically gives you a, a wider access to uh, more viable projects. So that's a little bit the, the, the name of the game. So it's, it's really uh, get over this uh, bump at the beginning, sort of like make it really happen. Is there anything else you want to say about that, Bianca? Uh, it is already proven that SMEs within a cluster do better. Um, it's demonstrated that um, they create more jobs. Uh, these jobs are better paid and they create more patents. So they create more innovation to market. And um, also that the productivity in clusters is 25% higher than the average productivity. Virginia, is that something you've thought about? Yeah, so um, clusters, alliances are needed if we are talking about systemic change. And, and we feel that is, of course, uh, needed when we talk about transitioning to a circular economy, especially for our industry. So, but for that, we need to work with key public and private stakeholders. It's a precondition to come up with the best possible solutions uh, for, for society. Bianca? The SMEs do better 
in a cluster because they access to network, they access to new ideas, they actually access to investment as well, public and private. Um, they generate new business cases and also they access uh, the demonstration sites because clusters unite these multiple stakeholders. So, uh, for, for example, SMEs can reach out to bigger corporates, to bigger businesses, but also they can reach out to cities to actually um, push their product to market, to test, to validate them. Um, and sometimes uh, SMEs need, most of the times, SMEs actually need uh, to get exposure. Um, attention is the only currency that matters for them most of the times and clusters put them in the front row, um, showcase their solution and, and connect these with, uh, with other strategic partners for their growth. So clusters are key because they create this ripple effect, if you want, uh, to move the industry forward. And that's why the EU supports clusters. Antonio, anything to add? There are other countries, many countries that are developing a strong cluster policies. For example, uh, Canada, Canada launched the super cluster program also past, past year. And um, they are putting a lot of resources and, and money on supporting the uh, pan uh, or cross-country clusters activities. So, uh, and United States and many, many, many other. But I would say that Europe is strong in this area. It's natural. I think that is quite natural for many countries in Europe to collaborate, to, to encourage the collaboration between companies. And so we are in some areas leading, even leading the, the this, this, activities. Is there anything else you want to say about that, Virginia? Let me refer to another beautiful cluster that we have in the public uh, domain, and that's the European Union. Uh, and, and that is also a, a great, uh, <laughs> in terms of if we think of transitioning towards circular plastics and circular economy, that is indeed where we also rely on, and that's, that's the harmonized internal market that we will need to scale up and commercialize um, in a harmonized way, uh, those new technologies and infrastructures that we are uh, currently investing in. So, um, so that is important, an important cluster that is hopeful. And of course, indeed, we we fully support as Plastics Europe the ambitions of the the plastic strategy that was uh, launched uh, a couple of years ago. We we support the ambitions and objectives of the Green Deal. So, it is hopeful because we can all unite. To, to a common goal and objectives, and, and we are working on, on the means to get there. So what are the, what are the priorities to foster more cooperation across Europe's ecosystems then? Well, I think that the European Union set, um, has set the priorities quite clearly. We uh, have the trim transition on the table. And I, I would say that these are um, our lighthouse in navigating the rough seas of these uncertain times, but also they are the, the guiding light. Um, new green strategies, circular economy uh, products, digital skills, rebuilding, reconnecting our value chains um, and, and working on a human-centered industry. I think that that are the keys and it needs to happen. The growth needs to happen now in, uh, um, in uh, alignment with European values. Who else wants to come in on that? Virginia? 
it's, it works both ways. Huh? So in industrial alliances so are a tool huh, to facilitate stronger cooperation, if you like, and joint action between all interested partners who have all a similar interest. Huh? That, is, that is key. Uh, and, and based around a common goal. And then in the context, of course, of the EU, that is around also helping implementing EU policies, uh, policy objectives. Uh, so they are essential in, in ensuring favorable operating framework uh, to deliver on, on long-lasting viable solutions. So it's important that all parties are involved and not just some. Uh, and it's also in, in bringing our joint positions that are formed in those alliances uh, to the table that the EU then can also better design uh, policies in a more holistic way, uh, creating that, that policy environment for all concerns. So, so it, it really works both ways. And of course, a great example where, where Plastics Europe is also actively involved is the CPA, the Circular Plastics Alliance. And it's an initiative that was launched in December 2018 by the European Commission. And it involves nearly 270 stakeholders, uh, stakeholder organizations, I have to say, from the plastics value chain. So I repeat, 270, it's quite a bunch. Uh, along the plastics value chain. So working together to create the conditions which will allow at least 10 million tons of recycled plastics to find their way to the market by 2025. So it's really a concrete objective that we are all working towards. Thank you very much. Would you say there's a before and after COVID-19 story for um, European clustering? And are there new opportunities arising out of that? Sure. I think that uh, the COVID crisis has made evident that it for a more resilient um, economy. Um, uh, resilience, in a technical way, is a property of the network, not of the nodes, not of the uh, individual elements, you know, one network is resilient or not, depending on the uh, how many connections there are between the elements. So those networks are strongly connected uh, that show uh, many connections from any element to the others are able to um, replace those connections that are broken. The pandemic has shown that we need more European solutions and solidarity and for the single European market to be at the heart of any solution. But what we've also noticed is that during the pandemic, sustainability and climate change have taken up even more momentum and now are center stage in all discussions and target settings. Can someone else share their views or expand on this? Bianca? I think that um, COVID um, has been holding a mirror in front of all of us at personal level, at individual level and at, at the industrial level. Um, it's uh, like a magnifying glass of, on, on the power of European um, uh, clusters and ecosystems, but also on the weaknesses that we have on the table. Virginia? Clusters, alliances are needed if we are talking about systemic change. And, and we feel that is, of course, uh, needed when we talk about transitioning to a circular economy, especially for our industry. So, but for that, we need to work with key public and private stakeholders. It's a precondition to come up with the best possible solutions uh, 
uh, for for society. But all concerns uh, in an alliance need to pull their weight uh, and, and contribute with and surrounding themselves uh, with clear objectives and actions that are supported by all from the outset. Bianca, what do you think about that? We have a big chance now to reinvent ourselves, to rethink the way we think about ourselves and our role within uh, uh, our ecosystems. And that's the direction forward. We need um, uh, to, to connect in a different way. And um, definitely, uh, we need to find resilience uh, in what we are doing. So even this crisis is a turning point uh, in which we actually look at um, changing our role uh, as uh, businesses, but also as a European continent. Willem, is there anything else you want to say about that? I think sustainable solutions won't happen without close collaboration throughout the value chain to make the industry more sustainable, more green, more globally competitive and more resilient. <music> Finally, as a take-home or wrap-up message, is there something or a piece of advice you'd, uh, you'd like to offer the listeners regarding alliances and uh, perhaps even a take-home message to share with listeners? Be active, be very active. Uh, don't just um, wait for opportunities. Look for it for them. Anything to add, Bianca? I advise definitely the businesses to look into the opportunities that they can they can bridge to access their network meaningfully to connect cross sectorially and to help uh, leverage the investment for the digital transition for the um, green transition and actually let's together uh, contribute to make uh, Europe a game changer in these uh, uh, twin transitions and that needs to start bottom up from within with each of us. So connect with your cluster, connect with your ecosystem and connect meaningfully with that because the, the world and Europe needs a new, open, multidimensional leadership and we are part of this story as we speak. Thank you everyone for taking part today. Your insights and unique perspective are much appreciated and I think we'll no doubt um, offer serious food for thought to our listeners. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to you. So that's it for this episode of Opportunities Podcast. Uh, be sure to check out more in the series and feel free to like, share and show how much you care about each topic. This podcast series is an initiative of the European Commission and is part of the EU Industry Days 2021, Europe's flagship annual event on industry, taking place from the 23rd to the 26th of February 2021. For more information on the EU Industry Days 2021, visit the website euindustrydays.eu. This podcast was produced by VO with the financial support of the European Union. Its contents do not necessarily reflect the views of the EU.